Hello and welcome to Sharp Tech. I'm Andrew Sharp, and this is a free preview of today's episode. To shift gears from Twitter, James asks, I have a question for the mailbag around Ben's update on November 2nd that discussed Apple's earnings. It was my point of view that despite the lacking features of SK Ad Network, we would actually expect that because of ATT, ad spend on iOS would shift toward Apple. There was a Financial Times article in October 21 covering this phenomena. Is it possible that the services earnings were hit like Google Play, but were somewhat buoyed by Apple absorbing ad spend that fled other advertising platforms on iOS for Apple search ads? Uh, yes, absolutely. I, I just missed this. I should have put this in the daily update. It's a good catch <laughs> by James. Uh, there's a few reasons driving Apple services revenue being better than expected. Um, I think the fact of the matter is demographics are generally different between Android and iOS, and you could definitely see an economic slowdown hitting Android more. ATT would impact the number of games and app purchases on Apple's platform. But James makes a good point. The the answer to Facebook ads performing worse or Snap ads performing worse is to buy more ads with Apple, which would increase the prices, uh, increase the revenue. Uh, and then number three, my, the point I was getting at is Apple has a much more broad-based services revenue stream from their app store than I think mm-hmm. Android does. They have all these subscriptions. like They have so many productivity apps, have shifted subscription model. And I wanted to praise Apple. Uh, because, you know, I've been obviously pretty negative and frustrated with a lot of their policies lately. And that that is sort of just from a business perspective. It is impressive how they've done that. But I totally missed, like, I just, I, I, I was, <laughs> I, I like, I hadn't covered Apple's earnings yet because they were really good. And I didn't really have much to say. And so I just kind of threw this in at an update as mostly about Twitter and I overlooked it. So good catch by James. Um, I'm going to actually add that to, uh, to an update next week saying, duh, I miss, I missed this point. Well, Listen, Apple is now worth as much as Meta, Amazon, and Google combined. And um, I don't think you need to feel bad for being too negative. Apple's going to do just fine. But yes, uh, it is a good point by James, because that's that's sort of what's in the back of my mind as I, as I see Apple as the lone company thriving as the rest of big tech deals with this reality check. I mean, even Amazon is struggling and there's Apple just chugging along, um, the most dominant company on the planet right now. So, well, well, one of the things that I was curious about and that I was trying to get to in this update is would Apple's ATT crackdown hurt their business because Facebook driving people to these games benefits Apple because then people make purchases in those games and Apple takes 30%. Mm-hmm. So, um, that we haven't yet, I mean, the app store revenue was down. But, you know, can we divorce that from from the economic environment? Like, is there an ATT effect? All hard to say. Long and short, their service revenue was up. Uh, and I think that's in the current environment. That's that's pretty impressive and speaks to a, a pretty a pretty solid business. OK, well, we got two re- reactions to our Netflix discussion. PD says one aspect of the Netflix ad strategy I've not heard you guys consider is the discovery slash recommendation ad strategy where ads are paid for by movie and TV studios to get their content in front of relevant viewers. Ben has praised this same aggregation ad model at Spotify, where artists and labels promote their music to the most interested audiences via playlists and for you mixes. Why shouldn't Netflix do the same? 
especially if the long-term view is for studios to get back to licensing content to Netflix in a very competitive landscape. What do you think? Yeah, well, just to be super clear, he's kind of referring to two things. I'm sure Netflix would be more than happy to accept ads from movie and TV studios that are just part of the general ad rotation that's going to be sort of in front of, you know, at, at the pre-roll for, for, mm-hmm. for a show or whatever it might be. This second bit is about like, the Netflix homepage and the algorithm of what you should watch next, where you can actually pay to play to sort of be, be part of that. I think it's a valid strategy. I'm not sure Netflix agrees. I think that they might want to make the case that like, no, we're not going to be corrupted by XYZ, ABC. Um, I, again, I just in general am more open to, to advertising. Mm -hmm. You like, I think the Spotify thing where, you know, at the end of the day, you use the Spotify discovery playlist because you find it valuable and it works well. And Spotify is risking that if they over index on music labels, paying to push new songs and get them in those lists. And if they stick a song in there, that's from a different genre or from an artist or a bad song that you don't like, you're going to stop using discovery. And if you stop using discovery, Spotify's relative position and power in the music market is going to be impaired. So I think there is a good balance of incentives here. And I think it's a, a a valid way for them to for, for them to monetize. And I do think that makes more, like Spotify is is more benefit is in a better place because there's just like more inventory, right? There's a new discovery playlist every week or every day, mm-hmm. or, or, or like different playlists are updated all the time. And there's lots of playlists for lots of different people. Netflix kind of has that one screen, like the home screen when you log in. I'm not sure that it's it's as advantageous or as large of inventory as they might have. But I do think it's it's definitely a possibility. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. I think they're going to you know build out this product to a much greater extent first. But I wouldn't be shocked if it happened in the long run. Yeah, well, and, and the holier than thou idea that we couldn't possibly do that to our customers. I mean, the algorithm they have now is designed to make you watch as as much as you possibly can and and get you hooked on netflix so it's it's like already a, a capitalist endeavor well no so, it's it's biased towards their content right like right. so they just like, <laughs> so they, like they're getting the advertising for free in a certain regard yeah well and they're not doing this out of the goodness of their heart or just solely for the benefit of their customers so i don't necessarily see a problem um incorporating ads from major Hollywood studios, but we'll see what it turns into for them. Another Netflix question, Matt says, when Netflix spun up their streaming service while still mailing DVDs, I'm sure people looked at it the same way we're looking at them doing gaming. Stadia or Stadia, I don't know if we've settled on an official pronunciation here. I think it's Stadia, but I actually am not sure. Now you have me questioning. (laughs) Okay, so Stadia was shut down because Google didn't put any marketing behind it. I think there's an opportunity here for Netflix to do a much better job, and it's cheaper if they build their own toy games rather than investing in IP. And mobile games can be a great platform to show ads, therefore increasing their nascent, bound to be mispronounced, he says, (laughs) ad business. What do you think? Uh, So, Ben, what do you think? I mean, I think there's all kinds of businesses for all kinds of companies where you can just spin a theoretical story that makes a lot of sense. I guess my my concern here is I feel like Netflix has has other things to do, like build out a good ad business, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know, it just feels like a something that is isn't essential 
I mean, there is definitely a, like a, a churn aspect, I think, to this where if someone's hooked on a game and your thing, like that's a reason for them to for for them to stay around. I don't know how many people are going to actually like sign up for Netflix to get access to their games. Um, so maybe, I mean, maybe they it, they do have data, right? Maybe they've already seen that whatever efforts they've done have paid off in that people, you know, pe- pe- people that play a game or more are open the app more often, see content more often, are less likely to churn. That's that's very possible. Um, I'm So I'm not here to completely discredit it. It just seems like a bit of a distraction, and um, I'd like them to spend spend money on better content. But, I mean, maybe he's right. M- m- might be right. I, I, I think that, you know, again, Netflix has data. I don't. Uh, I feel uncomfortable when companies... I feel like have things to attend to and they branch out to do other stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. you can make the same criticism better. <laughs> so, but that, that's, that's, that's my main takeaway, but I'm definitely open to being wrong on this one. Well, can I lodge an objection also when Netflix spun up their streaming service while still mailing DVDs? I'm sure people looked at it the same way. We're looking at them doing gaming. I don't think that's an apt comparison because the pivot from mailing DVDs to nailing streaming years before everyone else is like a a once every hundred years type stroke of brilliance. It's like drafting Giannis with the 15th pick or like Kawhi turning into a superstar out of nowhere for the Spurs. It's not going to be replicated. So I just don't think it's a useful right. data point. It's not point. like gaming <laughs> is a new thing, right? Right. Like, like, like there's, there's, like, speaking of like ads you don't want in your product, Apple will shove an Apple Arcade ad in front of you every moment they can. Like that, which is the same idea. We'll give you games that don't have in-app purchases, that don't have advertisements. You can just have sort of this great experience. Like this isn't, this isn't some sort of groundbreaking paradigm shifting concept. I think that's a, that, that's a very appropriate pushback that I agree with. All right, and that's the end of the free preview. If you'd like to subscribe and receive every episode of this show, you can do so by subscribing to Stratechery Plus. That'll give you access to every Sharp Tech episode, all of our Sharp China episodes, the Dithering Podcast with Ben and John Gruber, daily analysis of the tech business from Ben, and more shows that we'll be adding in the months to come. If you'd like to become a subscriber, click the link in your show notes to get access to the entire Stratechery universe.